Welcome to the Bluff First Podcast. We pray that this message would encourage and enrich your life. For more information, please visit us on the web at blufffirst.com. Uh, I don't know if you have any um, instinctual lies that you tell, and uh, you can admit it because I can't even hear you, uh, but if you have anything that you just, without even thinking about it, you don't tell the truth. For me, I have a main one, and it is if you call me in the middle of the night at any time and you ask me, did I wake you up? I'm going to say no. It doesn't matter. I can be out cold, 3 a.m., you call and say, oh, I'm sorry if I woke you up, and I'll say, no, 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 no. I'm good. I was, I, I was awake. I don't know what it is in me. Just something in me can't admit that I was sleeping. Um, I've gotten better at this, but in my 20s, another just instinctual lie I would tell, uh, if you ask me, have you seen you know, such and such movie or have you heard of this band? And I would say yes before I even uh, processed the question. I think all of us have certain things that are just kind of habits for us. Another one of mine, um, which kind of dives into what we're gonna talk about today, is if someone is talking to me and I'm looking at my phone, um, I will say, I'm listening and it doesn't matter if I am or not. I just say, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm listening. I heard you. Um, and even worse, I, I believe the lie myself sometimes that I'm capable of multitasking uh, well. I believe the lie that I can be in two places at once or even three. And, and that is the beauty and the beast of technology, isn't it? The beauty and the beast of the smartphone. Right now, I am able to be in my living room and be in your living room. That's awesome, technology is so cool, but that's a problem um, when I'm in my living room with my family and I'm worried about what's going on out there uh, on the web instead of what's going on in my house. It's cool that we can send our thoughts, our voice, our words, even our face across time and space in a moment, but it's a problem when we wind up giving the people we're with a fragmented part of ourselves. When I was in high school, somebody bought me a t-shirt that said easily distracted. And if you know me at all, that's so, so true. Um, I would still wear that shirt if it still fit. Um, but it hasn't gotten any easier for me to not be distracted. I mean, I, I had a shirt that said easily distracted before I had a smartphone. It hasn't gotten any easier with technology. And I recognize the irony uh, of the subject matter today as we're talking about technology and the fact that we had to meet digitally and we're totally dependent on technology to be together right now. But you know, when we do that, when we split ourselves and we try to be two, three places at once, you know, we don't mean to be absent. We don't mean to be distracted, but if we don't do anything about it, if we don't have habits of resistance, then our phones are impossible to not look at. They're literally designed to get us to look at them all the time. We talked about last week, even at a red light, the temptation is to pull up your phone and scroll for a few seconds. Now, I've tried to get um, better about admitting to my wife, Brooke, who was just singing, uh, that I'm not listening or that I wasn't listening, or as I prefer to say it, I didn't hear you. I don't like to admit I wasn't listening. I just say, I didn't hear you, as if maybe she wasn't speaking loud enough. But either way, um, I'm not giving her my presence because I'm trying to be two places at once. The problem with living life just barely present all the time, which is what our phones have done to us, is that presence is really the essence of life itself. Presence is at the heart of who we are, and it's at the heart of our relationship 
with God. From creation um, to revelation, the Bible is a story of presence. In Genesis, God was with Adam and with Eve in the garden until sin broke that paradise. And then we see after eating the fruit, uh, Adam and Eve suddenly want to cover, <clears throat> cover themselves and hide. And we see that in Genesis chapter 3, uh, verse 7 and 8. We don't have the ability to throw that up on the screen for you this morning, but I'll read it to you. Genesis chapter 3, uh, verse 7 and 8. Uh, after they ate of the fruit, after they sinned, it says, The eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. They made themselves clothing. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Um, the, the normal routine of walking with God. They heard God coming. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Now, what a foolish attempt. You can't hide from God, but they wanted to. And that's how we live now, hiding from each other. Uh, hiding from God in, in so many different ways. And, and one of the ways that we do that is just by being distracted. Sin has turned all of us that are meant for presence, that are meant to be fully present and have meaningful moments with God and with each other. And he's turned us into, sin has turned us into people of absence. And it bothers us, but we don't know what to do about it. And I'll prove that it bothers us. There's a reason something in our heart just aches when we see a child that maybe has never known his father. There's a reason that our eyes fill with tears when we see a video that's a surprise, you know, welcome home uh, video of a soldier coming home from overseas to be with his kids or his wife uh, or, his, or her husband. There's a reason that for the life of me as an extrovert, I cannot just stop staring at the person in the restaurant who's eating by themselves, even if they're perfectly happy, enjoying themselves perfectly fine. I just don't like seeing that absence. I don't like seeing them alone. And so the good news is, uh, ever since sin led Adam and Eve out of that garden, um, God has spent the rest of the story tracking us down, pursuing us, finding us, offering his presence, and wanting to be with us again. Through the deserts, through the wilderness, the Israelites were God's people and they were known as God's people because they had his presence, whether it was in the ark or it was in the pillar of fire, whatever, and that's what marked them. Jesus comes on the scene and is known as Emmanuel, God with us. It's all about presence. Jesus was the one that brought man and God back together again. And then he gave us the promised Holy Spirit to be with us and in us everywhere we go. And so God is literally through his spirit with us at all times. And then, of course, the thing that we're all looking forward to, um, the new heaven, the new earth, being back in his presence again with this broken world behind us where he will look at us and we won't have to hide. We can look back and see him fully. Now, um, I've never read uh, the Harry Potter books, okay? Some of you are really offended by that. I'm sorry. I've never read them. But I did ride a Harry Potter ride at Universal Studios once, so I'm pretty much an expert on Harry Potter, I think. Uh, but uh, in one of the books I, I hear, I read articles about the books, um, Voldemort tries to conquer death itself by splitting himself into seven different 
um, pieces so that even if one part of him dies, he would live on elsewhere. But what he doesn't realize is that by multiplying himself and trying to be everywhere, he splits his own soul. And his attempt to be everywhere, his attempt at omnipresence, is actually the cause of his ultimate demise and absence. And see, you and I are made in the image of God. We're made in the image of a God who is present. Um, Psalm 46.1 calls him our very present help in times of need or times of trouble. And so because we're made in the image of a present God, we are supposed to be present people and we have a gift to give people that is our presence. It's uncomfortable at times when somebody is present. We're not used to eye contact. We're not used to someone fully listening or paying attention to us. And yet it's how God has designed us to be. The difference is, unlike God, you know, our presence is limited. We can't be everywhere at once. We aren't him and we're not supposed to be. And when we try to split ourselves and be in all different places or, or be one person on Instagram and another person in real life or whatever, we might just split ourselves so many times that we break. And we try to be everywhere and we wind up nowhere. You know that feeling when you're driving home from work or something and your brain just goes on autopilot and you don't remember the last 10 minutes that you drove, right? That happens to all of us. But here's the thing, you can give that kind of attention to your car and to your drive home. The problem is when you give that kind of attention to the people God has placed in your life, your family deserves better than autopilot and I wasn't listening for the last 10 minutes. Your church family deserves better. Your God deserves better and you deserve better. You need time to think. You need time to process. You need time to pray and time to be with the Lord. And that's hard if we're always somewhere else through our devices. You see, our phones give us this mirage of being able to multiply our presence, but what it really leaves us with is just a ton of absence. Um, in the book, The Common Rule, which we have used a lot of those challenges here in the Trellis series, uh, author Justin Whitmore Early says, <clears throat> says this, think of all the ways we now use our smartphones to fracture presence, working while vacationing, checking emails on a date, sexting with someone we'll never meet, taking calls while playing with our kids, interrupting our dinner with news notifications, posting a conflict instead of talking to someone about it, taking pictures of people in distress instead of helping them, taking a picture of someone who doesn't know it, watching videos of someone who doesn't want to be recorded or watched, curating our whole lives on a media feed in order to be with everyone except the ones we are actually next to. And so this week's challenge, um, again, I, I get the irony that we're coming to you on a screen, but this week's challenge is about resisting the urge to give our screens more attention than they deserve. Um, I would say it this way, we need to screen our screens, okay? I'm not talking about removing our, our phones or our television or whatever, unless the Lord speaks to you, you know, I'm gonna keep my phone, I'm gonna keep my TV, but I'm gonna resist, I'm gonna scale back. So I'm giving you two challenges today. One part of the challenge, and I, it's gonna really be a struggle for some of you, is to turn your phone off, not on silent, not on airplane mode, power off one hour every day. 
And not an hour when you would normally not use it anyway, okay? An hour where you're normally with people. And I know you're probably watching this on a phone right now. Uh, Technology's a great tool, right? But we wanna own technology and not let technology own us. And so how, how did we live without phones for centuries and centuries and centuries? We must have found something to do. So we're gonna challenge you to do that. With, with, to have an hour every day where not everyone is able to reach you at every possible moment. Now don't shut your phone off and not tell your family and have them freaking out or whatever. You know, be smart about this, but we're gonna make an attempt to cut off the people out there, as great as they are, for an hour to give ourselves to the people right here. You know, if you're a parent, you know that playing with kids is work. <laughs> playing with kids is hard work. And, and they can tell when you're not there. And I, I notice when I'm not there after my daughter has said, Daddy, 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 about 37 times before I realized it. I go, oh man, I have checked out. And, and being a parent is hard because of the demands for your attention. Especially, man, if, you, if you're in a situation, some of you are teachers, you're with kids all day, then you come home and you're with kids some more, it's hard to give your attention, but let's rise to the occasion. Occasion, You know, listening to your spouse after you've had a long day of work and you've listened to everybody else all day, that can be hard to do, and not because you don't care, but you just feel spent. Let's rise to the occasion, and one of the ways we can do that is by cutting off this thing for an hour a day, cutting off that device, for an hour a day. Maybe you're not a parent, you know, um, but turning your phone off for an hour with your spouse or your roommate or your friends or your coworkers is so valuable where you can be with them fully. It's gonna feel weird. You're gonna not, not know what to do with yourself at first, but it's gonna be worth it. And of course, we still use our phones around our friends and family. Um, and I'll, a pro tip I'm trying to do, um, I'm not very good at it yet, but I'm trying to explain. You know, rather than just ignoring my daughter while she says, daddy, 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 I'm trying to go, honey, I'm sorry. Um, let me finish this important email real fast and then we can play. And you know, if you explain what you're doing to your family when technology is interrupting things, um, it forces you to be honest. And most of us aren't gonna say, honey, um, you know, I would like to watch five more minutes of TikTok more than I'd like to listen to you right now. And so if that's what's happening, man, turn it off. Uh, put it away and be there and give your presence. Truth is we can't love our family or our friends or our neighbors if we can't give them our undivided attention. Attention is a form of affection. You know, attention is a form of affection. Now at times we give attention with our phones. My, my wife likes when I text her back and she likes when she's out of town for me to send her videos of the kids and she likes me to say I love you too and not just leave her on red right but for all the great ways we can use a phone there are ten times as many ways we can use it that will rob us of what we were really made for presence with the God we love and the people we love your phone is not neutral if you don't have habits to resist it it will own you it will tilt you towards absence so we have to decide how to use it and not let it use us. The, uh, the Latin root word of the word decide, size or side, is to cut off or kill. To decide is to cut off or kill. The idea is that anything that you decide on, anything you choose, is killing off other options. If you say yes to something, you're saying no to a lot of other things that you might have otherwise chosen. And listen, if you're anything like me, maybe you didn't 
decide very well this week. Maybe you didn't say no to things very well. This last week of snow days has totally killed my momentum in our trellis habits. It's this morning. I, I started out, you know, sliding out of the bed and praying uh, on my knees and trying to start the day right. And then as we're getting ready for this morning, instead of jumping in the word, I went straight to my phone. And so I know what it is um, to mess up and to not, you know, I haven't done kneeling prayer three times a day. I've read my Bible, but not usually before I looked at my phone this week. I scheduled some time even tomorrow to be with a friend, but I didn't find that time this past week. And then uh, fasting at home with the kids, let's just say it's easier said than done, okay? Uh, and I didn't lose any weight uh, this week. I didn't miss very many meals. So I wanna give you this morning, I wanna give you a reset. Um, I wanna remind you that if you've been a part of this trellis challenge um, and you've had setbacks, you're not failing, you're failing forward, okay? You're falling forward. Anything you've done so far is progress. Anytime you've prayed, anytime you've opened the word, anytime you spent with a friend, any meal you've skipped, anything you've given up, anything you've fasted has been progress. You cannot fail in the trellis challenge unless you simply never try at all. And so along with the gift I'm giving you this morning of an hour every day with your phone off, I wanna add to that a challenge of scaling down, as we continue to screen our screens, scaling down your uh, consumption of things on a bigger screen. So we're talking, you know, TV, Netflix, video games. I want you to scale that down to an hour a day. An hour of TV, an hour of Netflix, an hour of video game, not an hour of each, an hour total. Now, before you come and say, wait, I work on a TV. I have a TV monitor at work. That doesn't count, okay? And if you have a dinner and a movie planned this week with your spouse, I don't expect you to walk out an hour into the previews, I mean the movie, right? I don't expect you to turn the Super Bowl off next week an hour into the game. These challenges aren't made to be rigid and to ruin your life, okay? They're made to give you uh, value. And I would encourage you, don't combine these challenges Hey, I'll just turn my phone off and watch an hour of Netflix. Done, right? That's, that's, that's not the point. The point of turning the phone off is to be with people. And the point of scaling our screen time down is to be with God and be with people. And so as Pastor Nate comes, um, as you are scaling back that screen time, man, I'm praying that you have more face-to-face -face time with the people that you care most about and that you have focused time to hear the voice of your father, that you would spend more time with him and look to him. And you know what? We're looking forward to the day that we're all together, not just next Sunday, but the day that we're all together forever. And we not, not only see each other face to face, but we see our Lord face to face. I want to leave you with this passage, Revelation chapter 21, verse three. There's a loud voice from the throne and it says this, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. The dwelling place of God is with man. Where does God live? Where is God? For all of eternity, it's going to be with us. And in the meantime, we have the opportunity to see that and sense that and experience that through the power of the Holy Spirit. See, God's always with us. If you're a Christian, God's inside of you. If you're full of the Holy Spirit, God's with you. Okay, but the problem is we're often splitting ourselves into all these different pieces and we're trying to be everywhere at once and so we're not even aware of the presence of God that's right there accessible to us. 
And so this song fits perfectly as we, talk, as we sing about being more aware of the presence of God. Um, I want to pray for you. And again, I want to encourage you, if you've got a prayer request, leave it in the comments. But I want to pray for you. And I give you, a, again, a clean slate this week. Start praying again. Get in the Word again. Set some time aside for a friend. Pick a meal to skip and fast. And then let's turn our phones off an hour a day. You're going to fail some. Let's try to trim that media down to an hour a day. Let's screen our screens and have more time with those who matter most. Lord, would you meet with us here in living rooms and in cars and wherever we're watching from? Would you just help us to be more aware and in tune with your spirit, God, and what you want to do, what you want to say to us? It's so hard to hear you at times because we're listening to so much other stuff. Help us to focus. Help us to slow down. Help us to create margin in our lives. Less time looking at a screen, more time seeking your face and looking at the faces around us, the faces you have given us to love. We love you. And we're trying to be more like you. We're trying to slow down and be more like you made us to be. We ask you to be with us and help us. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen and amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information, please visit us on Facebook or at bluffhurst.com.